I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Baby, you're no Betty Mabry, so it could never last. Well, what about that for a start? That's your now Vincent Gallo by Found, and I absolutely recommend their new album, Factory Craft. It's all started a bit Joe Wiley with the, with the mm. album, uh, Where Is My Snowboard? <laughs> <laughs> I saw her the other night, actually. She was, oh, she? Yeah, she was at the Folk Awards because she switched to Radio 2 now. Yes. Or as, oh. as Radio 1 DJs call it, intensive care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not because she's um, got older. No. Not why. No. No. That was Frank's way of dropping in that he was at the Folk Awards. But in fact, I did know that already, Frank, because we had a tweet about it. People have been spying on you. I know you don't like that very much. Wow. It says, I'm off to bed. And this is from Tim Tim. Frank was brilliant in his piece introducing the best live act at the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards. Well, I'm liking brilliant. Yeah. Generally speaking, I shall find a way to make that a negative review when I dwell on it. When I think about it, Frank says, all right, Sorry. <laughs> I've just been drinking out of Matt Berry's cop, who does the voiceovers for Absolute. Yeah, and ever since it happened, I've started doing this. No good. Um, by the way, you can text us on 8.12.15 if you've got anything to say. Mm-hmm. Not say, but... Um, and um, our guest is Mark Steele today. So we're all lined up for the show, I think. Yeah. Yes, I was at the Folk Awards. It was a fabulous night. Was it? It is. It's actually the people who... Um, I like folk... Obviously, I never get to play folk music on here because they're quite um, liberal with me, the, the powers that be mm. absolute. But if I, start, if I started playing... They'd go crazy. Oh, it's all right for Jeff Lloyd to hang stupid plastic flowers <laughs> from the speakers in this studio as part of his let's get into the mood. Do you know Jeff Lloyd does that? He, he dresses well, do, the whole studio. There's ivy falling off, falling off the ceiling. Yeah. And, um, and and not Tilsley. Was it Ivy Tilsley? I wouldn't mind if she was hang- if she was suspended there in some way. I don't mean the actual actress Ling Perry. Who I'm not sure she's, she's still with us. No. But some sort of um, lightness of Ivy Tilsley would be fine. Anyway, it was uh, it was very fine. I met. Um, well, I tell you who I met. I went up. Uh, I had to do a speech, so I thought I'll do some jokes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. And I'd uh, I'd already done an impromptu uh, comical remark. To the lady I was with, I went mm. with an old friend of mine, and I said to her, um, "Do you fancy a smoothie?" And she said, "Oh yeah." I said, "Well, there's Charles Dance over there," <laughs> <laughs> and I was quite pleased with myself. So of course, when I went up, I repeated it. And afterwards, we're sitting at the table. Who should come over? But Charles Dance, wow. a bit oh. exciting. And he said, "Handsome um, devil." Yeah, and he said, uh, "Hello." He said, I- "I'm Charlie." And I thought, oh, so marvellous. So we've been in, we've been in email um, exchange. Is he a new friend? Yeah, and he, and he signs to, I said, I sent him one that said, Dear Charlie, I thought, I'll go for it. And he's fine with it. Was he okay with it? Charlie Dance. He's probably said to us, I mean, really, how dare, the impertinence of the man. Charlie Dance, I bet Kerry Catone has done a few of those over the years. (laughs) So, um, Uh and uh, Donovan was there. He won that lifetime, man, he looks... He looks so weird. He looked. He looked like you know on Star Trek when you get like the ambassador for the planet Varos yeah. appears on the scanner. He looked like that. He had like a sort of a plastic tank top on, <laughs> a really long. And he's got this weird voice. What's he, his hair like? Oh, his hair is days. very long and very. Um, 
Oh. It looks like a, a, a King Charles Spaniel type oh, okay. hair. You know, that kind of hair. And he's got a voice. He's, he's from Glasgow, but I've never quite worked out yet. And I really like Don. I, he's, mm. I love his music, but he is a strange bloke. Uh, Mark Radcliffe introduced him, and he talked about when he met um, in the 70s or something, he met Donovan's manager. And he said to him, uh, in, in the course of the conversation, he said, what time does Donovan go to bed? He said that Donovan doesn't go to bed. He crashes. <laughs> and he, he told wow. this at a few well, others. Was he a computer? <laughs> yeah. He could be. Yeah, well, he's the robot. ambassador from the planet Varos. <laughs> so maybe he's a droid. Anyway, so... Um, and he told some other stories about, you know, things like him getting mixed up with Jason Donovan at some event and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Donovan for, came for up. 15 years, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> and Donovan came up and said, thank you for those memories. That was his kind of, <laughs> really. And then he says, my father used to play me Celtic music when I was a young man, and I thought I would like to. It's really. Is, is no. that right? Are you doing the goons? <laughs> or, is, or is that the real thing? But it was a, I, I, it was a lovely night. I had, I had a great, I was stuffing. It's, as I pointed out, they, um, it's one of the few places, the Folk Awards, where people will point admiringly at Crocs. Oh. You know, fashion is complete. It's a different Crocs. world. Yeah. You know Crocs. No. What, Crocs? You, you don't know Crocs? Know Crocs? Oh, like, my God. No, what are they? This is a new type of not being fashionable. It's not. <laughs> there are people who like Crocs, and then there are people who never, you've never heard of. They're like plastic shoes with holes in. They're oh, really right. brightly coloured ones, Gareth. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I didn't know are what Are you wearing the called? same cardigan you had on yesterday, by the way? Yes. Oh, OK. That's acceptable. Oh, I should change the things underneath. Different T-shirts. I find if you, if you change your T-shirts, you can keep the same shirt for a week because the sweat never reaches that, that particular fabric. It's yeah, taken out. It's, it's a sort of a sweat contraception type of approach. Oh, my God. I met Joanna Trollope, the novelist. Oh, how wow. was that? Well, that was strange. Because I did the speech, if, though I say it myself, it went quite well. And she, yeah. said, she came up to me and she said, oh, that was very funny indeed. She said, you, you can't be funny when, as a, in writing because you can't do the pauses. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Sort of have a paragraph change, can't you? Well, you know, PG would. Is there no funny books. <laughs> yeah. There's no funny writing. There's no funny writing at all, apparently. <laughs> according to according to JT. Charmless man, blur. Is it acceptable um, to go na 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 in the twenty first century? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big blur fan, but that's one of my least favourites. Well, there you go. You oh, say that about good. every blur track we've ever. Yeah. Played. I don't know. What do you like? What's your favourite blur track? Um, no distance left to run. Okay, there's oh. a little uh, little tip little, there for little the blur fact. If you want to get there. into blur, sad one. It's a sad one. If you want to get into blur? Yes. And um, we've had an email from Nick in Detroit. Mm-hmm. An email? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, good morning, Frank, Emily and Gareth. Emily, you look outstanding this morning. I love your hair. Oh. This is the... Cat. This is the uh, yeah, what's it called? The Thank radio cam. Thank you very cam. much. Is it called yeah, the yeah, the webcam thing. Webcam, yeah. Webcam. Someone likes and I always get that. And yeah. Frank with a sports coat, quite dapper. Yeah. Well, this is my American academic look. I love that yeah. Ivy League prof. I'm going to West Brom, West, yeah. West Ham this afternoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I've got to go on the pitch at half time to remember. Why are you doing that? Is oh, that because of roast chicken dinner? Be te- it's going to be, yeah, a tense oh. relegation battle. Everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat. I'm going to go on at half time talk about crisps. Are you going to be dressed as a chicken? Because you always I are will, these I days. I will not be dressed as a chicken. Okay. I will on the inside, I will. <laughs> 
but no, not <laughs> much, but generally speaking. He's always on a steady course. <laughs> Talk to Mr. Ed. I had a feeling then I, I wanted a chicken-based jingle. That's actually about a horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought, you know, let's did, with the animal kingdom, I think you just stick a pin in and see where you, where you land. Well, that's donkey you're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ed, actually. Do you know how they, they, they made Mr. Ed speak? No. Mr. Ed, in case you know, was a talking horse. That was his whole, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. Partly they used to use a little bit of animation on the mouse, but that's yeah. a bit expensive. They used to put um, peanut butter on the roof of its mouth and it mm-hmm. keep licking, trying to get it off, going crazy. And they'd film that and then they'd, someone would just speak oh, over did it. did they? Oh, that seems oh. rather cruel. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit cruel. I don't <laughs> know if you get away with it nowadays. <laughs> but um, anyone, uh, that, that's the, this week's phone. How do you make your horse look as if it's talking <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not expecting a big response but we'll see how it goes never it, know. you can text us on 8.12.15 about anything at all um, mm-hmm. I mean not something like you know the Egypt situation we don't talk about that kind of stuff no but someone told me Mubarak Obama had um, resigned <laughs> I must pay more attention to the world news I liked him he's uh, it's not looking well, though. No, he dyed his hair. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, I'll tell you something else. With the, with oh, we're the, back at the Folk Awards. Well, and, uh, uh, the levellers were on. Do you know the levellers? Oh, yeah. Mm. And uh, there was a man on in, in the uh, in the in the levellers who played the didgeridoo. Right. Now, I've never seen the, play, the didgeridoo played. Like, he played it, pointing it up in the air, like, like a man playing a, a, a trumpet. Oh, a shotgun. Yeah, so he, he <laughs> hired it, you know, right up, and he's, you know, and all that stuff. Mm. And I thought, well, that's interesting, because me and uh, me and Kath, my girlfriend, had been walking through the centre of London um, the previous weekend, and we'd seen a didgeridoo man, and at the end of his didgeridoo was a pool of saliva. Oh, On God. the pavement. He'd obviously been blowing it a long time, and it did steadily. And I, I thought the levelless man—that's all running back into him. Oh. You know, he's so self-based. You've had in- insight into the innards of the didgeridoo. Yeah, he's a self-based in leveller. There aren't <laughs> many of those about. But um, I thought, what if I'd slipped on that pool of saliva? It, it might be one of the great injury lawyers for you <laughs> phone calls of all time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of didgeridoo spit. Well, we are real lawyers. <laughs> oh, that's the man. <laughs> and you are a face for radio. Oh, is that you, Matt? <laughs> no, sorry. I... <laughs> oh, what else? Uh, well, there's been this... Have you been reading about um, Camilla had this... Uh... Of course not. Oh, why not? She's one of my favourite royals. Oh, OK. She had lunch with Kate Middleton. That's a good question. Who's my favourite royal? Who is your favourite royal? I used to like that, uh, the mad cousin of the Queen Mother who had to be kept locked up so she didn't Wasn't disgrace the royal family. And there was one who was, I think, in the cellar Princess at Buckingham Margaret. Palace. Uh, yes. I don't know. Um, I suppose it would be um, Princess Michael of Kent. She's... Oh, you're a fan of her work, are you? <laughs> yeah, I am. She's the Catholic. She's the rogue Catholic in the team. Anyway, what's Camilla? Yeah, so they had a sort of pre-bridal lunch. Who? Um, Camilla and Kate Middleton. Do they wear bridles? <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> what did they have? Do they have nose bags on? <laughs> did they have peanut butter sandwiches? Because maybe that's made it all look like they, yeah, were they weren't really talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Mr. Camilla. <laughs> Yes. I yes, hope we're anyway. not doing jokes about the royal family being like horses. Right. Have we come to exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about Prince Charles's big ears, why don't we? The fact that he talks to plants. Let's sink that low into the comedy mire. 
<laughs> he has got quite big ears. Do you yeah, have you never noticed that before? <laughs> Do you want to hear about the lunch? He, well, Prince Charles can hear about it. From here. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've done it, you see. the ice cream van <laughs> I'll have uh, get us a 99 actually I will have a 99 you know why I'll have a 99 why? because this is our 99th radio show is that oh, really? absolute radio. so next week is the big 100 oh, not counting you... the podcast but just the, the actual live radio okay. show so it's number 99 what about that wow I was about that then <laughs> okay that's my um, Jimmy Savile impress still working on it Frank, you know you rather randomly talk about Mr. Ed. Getting ready for the memorial service. I thought I'd do it at the memorial service. Sorry? Frank, you know you rather randomly talked about Mr. Ed this morning. The talking horse? Yes. Yes. Well, it's there just provoked a flurry of texts with our listeners. They love this subject. When I said this week's phone-in is how do you make your horse look like it's talking, <laughs> I wasn't being actually serious, but such is the nature yeah. of our listeners. They've, ro- they've picked it up and they've run with it. We've had Alistair from Walton on the Hill. Hi, Frank. I use deep heat to make horses talk, <laughs> wave their lips like mad. I'm a farrier, so constantly using it. Farrier? Yeah. Farrier, he Oh, says. not a farrier. <laughs> oh, he uses it as he's peeling them at the other end. Oh, God. No. That, isn't that a bit... That's a bit cruel, deep heat, isn't it? Do you know yeah. deep heat, Gareth? Yeah, looking confused. Do, yeah, mm. yeah it's, He doesn't even know Crocs. He's not going to know what deep heat <laughs> is. Well, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think one could know what deep heat is looking like he does. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> and Mrs. Tina Taylor um, says, give a staffy a toffee. It's very funny and they do enjoy eating them. Mrs. Tina Taylor said, give us a staffy a toffee. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> now, that's cruel as well, surely. Is it? I think this week at our phone-in is cruelty to animals, <laughs> the bright side. <laughs> oh, that's... Um, well, do, if you think that's cruel, Frank, what about Stephen Southend? On a similar note, my friend used to put hula hoops in the folds around her pug's nose so he could smell it but not see it and would go nuts. Well, that's all right. Oh, is that OK? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. Okay. I think they, they, you know, those folds around a pug's nose, they look like they're there for, to, to mount something in them. Must have been big old folds, though. I wonder if it's the actual nostrils. You could put one in each <laughs> nostril. Just to, I mean, you could save a pug's life like that. It could breathe. It could breathe underwater if it had to hide in a lake. But it ghost- could just <laughs> extend the the, uh, the hula hoops just slightly above the surface, and it could lie there. They go soggy though. They would go soggy in water. They would, but you know, I mean, just why the hunt goes past. Time, We're yeah. talking about seconds. I'm not <laughs> yeah. suggesting it dwells there regularly. Well, that's suspense. Yeah, I'm not talking like some sort of amphibian <laughs> pog. Um, and we've had a text from a proper horsey text <laughs> from a um, proper horsey text. <laughs> don't know. Um, nine seven nine. When I get to the stables of a morning, I get a huge hello as my horse neighs. Oh, that was a real. <laughs> ah, shuddered to think what was coming there. I've had a huge hello from a horse, and I might tell you. I get a huge I was in hospital for two weeks. <laughs> I get a huge hello as my horse neighs at me as I get as I get his brekkie out of the feed room. But as I approach, he twitches his lips impatiently as if, as if he's talking to me. Oh. It never fails to make me laugh. I always respond and talk back. Uh, who, is, who's, who's that from? From um, 979. 979. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do they let him have in prison? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a lovely story of a twitching thing. I, the trouble is, what they don't say is they only feed it once a fortnight. Yeah. Hence its excitement <laughs> when the food comes. And why it's so twitchy. No, it's, there must be many... Um, I, we're down to the cruel things. I'm, I'm worried about the deep heat from the farrier. Does he why? Mean, he doesn't mean deep heat actually from the furnace. <laughs> he no. doesn't hold its head over the... <laughs> oh, no. 
Because <laughs> what it's trying to do then is just trying to save its its face by holding up the mo- the moist the most moist section on its head, <laughs> make, making that as wide as it possibly can. That's my theory on the uh, on the ferry as um, horse talking experiences. What else? Um, <laughs> talking of horses, what else? Oh, Camilla, you yes. were talking about. Yeah, I told you, don't do the royal family horse jokes. Okay, we're better than that. So, um, no, we're not. Um, so they had this lunch, her and Kate Middleton, and it was a this pre-wedding kind of bonding lunch, apparently. Well, I love the sound of it, Frank. It was a very posh restaurant. Okay. Um, they Camilla had a glass of red wine. It was in the day. No judgment <laughs> here. Still in the day. <laughs> <laughs> red wine in the day. Yeah, that's all right. I know. As I said, no judgment. That's that's what she wants to do. Yeah. And but apparently, fellow diners, you can tell I got this from a tabloid. This story. Yeah. Mm. Fellow diners overheard snippets of their conversation. I bet they did. Yeah. Imagine everyone. So trumpets were mentioned at one point. Trumpet. Yes. <laughs> trumpets were mentioned at one point. Yes. They said, right. well, "We can't yeah. have trumpets. The ceiling is too high." That's what someone was heard saying. <laughs> okay. Play them. Don't throw them in the air. Well, this is a good job. The uh, didgeridoo player from yeah. the Levelers isn't going to be at the Royal Wedding. Oh, no, it'll be fine because it's high. Now, see, he's probably sitting at home it's not knowing. Like he's him. probably thinking, well, shall I, shan't I be invited? And now <laughs> we've, we've broken his heart in a very unsubtle way because he'll know that yeah. he's going he to bring a whole load of masonry down with that crazy didgeridoo <laughs> style of his. At least there'll be no spit under the, the princess's uh, feet, which will be a, that'll be a first. Carry and on. then one of the best things was Camilla was heard to say, "Can I give you a piece of advice?" But rather tantalisingly, we never heard the end of that sentence, uh, Frank. Oh, so we don't know what the advice was. That's fine. Well, there was a moment between Emily and I when I was. Um, How I dare w- you? <laughs> Why bring that up now? <laughs> it was that day she had the black bra, white top. I remember it. I was poor. I didn't know where to look. No, I know. I was fiddling with um, a bra. <laughs> This did you get a big, I think you got a big hello that morning <laughs> <laughs> when he came to this table. I was fiddling with a blind and sort of rattling it around, and um, yeah. I did it for a while. No, you were playing drums with a biro, and we were about to go on air. Yeah, sorry about you. I did it for a while, and um, Emily said, "Let me give you a piece of advice." <laughs> <laughs> And you didn't need to say anything else, so I stopped no. doing what I was doing. And it was probably that. Like, Kate was probably playing with the cutlery or something. And um, What do you think she said, though? Well, I think, why don't the listeners text okay. in? What, yes. what do you think was the... I mean... HL15. Maybe she said, let me give you a piece of advice. Oh, sorry, did I say advice? I meant bread. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's as simple as that. It could be. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. That's um, The Colour of the Bear by Mojo Fury. Oh, it's complicated. Well, I like it. Colour of the Bear, what a great title. Well, you know, songs are all like love, mm. that crazy love, and then somebody brings one out called Colour of the Bear. That, to me, is thinking outside the box. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Frank, we've had some texts in. Uh, what m- are you many talking about, I Willis? <laughs> See, if you'd had that accent, that would have been a rubbish. What are you... Uh, th- talking about Willis. <laughs> Sorry, Willis, I, I didn't understand what you just yeah. said. I, Willis, you, um, you... run that by me again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I interrupted it's you. It's all right, my darling. Um, Less of it. Matt from Guildford, oh. you know we were talking about Camilla and what the advice she might have given Kate. Yes. I think the advice from Camilla was telling them how to make their horse talk. Oh, 
Yeah. He's joining in, though. He's I like joining that. in. That means he's been listening for at least ten minutes. I appreciate that. And people, then, I think the average is seven before people go to Radio 2. What's then, on Radio 2? Oh, I don't know. Joe Wiley. Chris Evans is on that, isn't he? Not, not, a, not on a Saturday. Oh, isn't he? Oh, no, okay. I don't think so. Oh, he gets no. the day off. No, I think he, he takes the polka dot shirt to the dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's at the trout farm. <laughs> we, we had a text in from Rob. Maybe they were eating. Maybe they were eating jerk chicken, and she said, "Let me give you peas and rice." <laughs> <laughs> peas and rice. <laughs> That's brilliant, Rob. Oh, that's Rob, I might marry you on the strength like. of that text. Can, oh, can, can you do that over the over the air? They did it on BRMB once. I remember they had they had a marriage. They had people to um, yeah. write in, and they married them. And I think uh, they got divorced then, yes. not long after. And I think Jeremy Kyle yes. married the lady, the bride. He married the bride. Oh. Well, he married the bride, but you know what I mean. Well, everybody marries a bride in a while, except for women. Some women do now. It's true. Complicated. Um, we've had a um, Clark's text. Um, thanks, Frank. Everybody I, uh, help me out. <laughs> get me Clark's. Everybody help me out. So me get me Clark's. Everybody. Everybody help me out. So me get me Clark's. Everybody. How do we know the lyrics to this Frank, song? Oh, let sorry. me give you some peace and rice. Okay. <laughs> um, do you need to explain what you just did? No. That was a song of... Um, there's a song. There's a, there's a, there's a reggae. Is it, song? Is it reggae? Oh, yeah, it's reggae, isn't it? Yeah. What's it called? I can't remember. I think it's called... So me get me Clarks. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Frank. I managed to get into Clarks this week. Um, Congratulations. So I don't find it that tricky to get into Clarks. Your policy's not that bad in there. Does she mean get into a pair of Clarks that were four sizes too small for? Is it a lady or a man? Since we mentioned it, it's become very exclusive at Clarks. When I said, is it a lady or a man, you just shook your head. Um, Man in the paper today. Mike Mike Shopping in Leeds. Mike. Good surname, Mike Shopping. (laughs) Mike Shopping, I know him, I think. Mike Shopping in Leeds. I managed to get into Clarks this week to get some brown brogues. Sadly, they didn't have any I liked. I went next door to M&S Discount Store. Um, other discount stores are available, and there were a top range pair of size twelves on the clearance shelf, which is nine ninety nine, down from over sixty quid. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> P- <laughs> P.S. Thought you were much better than Jeremy Vine on the Folk Awards. Well, yeah, oh. but what about Panorama? Oh, so um, what I liked about that it was that moment where people get do a mistake on the auto queue. You when you read it out, you said, uh, but they didn't have any. I liked. <laughs> it was like a local news auto cue reading moment. Oh, it's the little things in life, isn't it? This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Strokes last night. That wasn't a confession, it was the name of that. I got um, very nervous then. Yeah, sorry. Kathy's away. Why still. bring it up? That's <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Um, we've had a um, suggestion of what Camilla was saying to Kate um, oh, yeah. from Martin in Newmarket. He says, Maybe Camilla gave Kate an alpine flower. Let me give you a piece of Edelweiss. Edelweiss. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, it could okay, be. Yeah. In case you're wondering what that's about, we. we People heard Camilla say to yeah. Kate Middleton over lunch, let me give you a piece of advice. Lots of red they wine. They didn't catch the rest of it. Frank, Something we... like if William ever says, oh, let's go and have a look at the funny students protesting, <laughs> yeah. say no. Yes, if you ever offered Also, a... don't take the Bentley. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. If you ever offered a Dorian Gray-style picture, remember, P- 
picture gets ugly, you stay pretty. <laughs> oh, now we're on the commi- anti Camilla. I can't believe it. We've done the horses. She might have horses. said, don't change your hairstyle in 47 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, we've had. She might have said, um, you should get the image rights on those tea towels. <laughs> <laughs> get a piece of the action <laughs> next well we had a text in from Bruce in Sheffield who says oh, nice to hear from him to Bruce, hear from him nice yeah. he says hi Frank happy 99th show my friend Dev who's a big fan of yours wants to know how you'll celebrate your 100th show next week doesn't that sound like we've made that up we've got the producer to write it to promote our show why what, can't Dev what ask himself pie, what would be the point of making that up I, I just said it's our 99 I know but why can't Dev ask himself <sighs> Look, why is he on. hiding behind Bruce <laughs> in is, Sheffield is Dev D.E.V yeah well, what about if you find out now that Dev is, is, is a mute well right? I feel momentarily guilty and then I'll move I on I mean I don't know why that would stop him texting <laughs> But, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's illiterate, Dev. He can't, uh, can't write a text for himself. I hope you feel good about yourself now you've had a go at poor old Dev. I mean, he's making the most of it in a very difficult world. We had an email about um, cycling. It says, Hi, Frank. I was just listening to your podcast and heard that you cannot ride a bike. We run a cycling centre in north-east London and have taught hundreds of adults and children to ride. We would be more than happy to teach you, should you want to listen with us. And then you can ride your birthday bike. That's a nice oh, bit of explanation. What is more? Ian Coles, Ian Coles. Can I ask, what is more than happy? Um, I don't know. Is it a happy. level of perpetual contentment that yeah. seems to rise above the superficiality of a, of a short burst of happiness? Is Joy, that what yeah. Joy? Is he saying that you've got a long-term <laughs> bars out of this? It's a lovely offer, anyway. Mm. As it turns out, I'm going away. I'm, I'm going to the match, and then yeah. um, after that, I'm spending five days where um, over that period I'm having three two-hour lessons. And Are I'm, you and I'm gonna, I bought. I've bought a helmet. Oh, I've done the you whole thing. A helmet. I bought. Oh. I was gonna. That's good. You should wear a helmet. Yeah. Like my life when I got hit by a car. Is that well, right? You always go on about that story. Were you on a bicycle or were you just walking? <laughs> yeah, on a bike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, I, tis, I do. We do seriously recommend helmets. It saved my life yeah. when I was a, a human cannonball in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> and netting as well. Have netting at the end of your trajectory. That's my advice. So you've got the bike. Evil can evil used to have. Um, like a haystack thing he used to. Did he? Giant do. haystacks? Yeah, they they couldn't find him after. That's like looking for a canevil in a haystack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, very good. No, I was... Uh, 45 quid I paid for a bicycle helmet. Oh, yeah. 45? I thought... I, 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 I tied with the idea of thinking, why don't I just really, really gel? Yeah. I mean, over gel my hair. Yeah. That would do it, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So, I, And then I, I tried out... You know those ones that look... Um, they look a bit like a loaf, like a sort of a French. I know exactly the ones you mean. The ones that most mm. people wear. They all hurt me a bit. So I ended up wearing what? He said, oh, these are very cool. These are what the uh, BMXers wear. And I thought, well, I don't oh, want to wear no. anything cool. Oh, Gareth. I'm a man. Oh, no. I'm a man who's recently been thinking, can I still get away with jeans at my age? And now suddenly I'm wearing a BMXer helmet. I'll tell you what I'm what thinking, can like? I get away with jeans? I saw the Bewitched had made a comeback, and even, oh. they, weren't, even they weren't wearing denim anymore. They moved anymore. on from denim. Oh. And they lived on denim, that's Sorry, fast. Frank, Sue and Croydon, let me offer you a pizza slice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as you were. <laughs> they were eating pizza, I think, weren't yeah. they? They were eating mini pizzas, Camilla, oh, I think. That's well, perfect. Sue and Croydon. So, yeah, perfect. So, mini pizza, so it wasn't a big ask. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so, when, so the cycling lessons. How many are you having, though, Frank? Because I'm having three two-hourers. Can I be honest with you? I have got a confession to make here. I couldn't ride a bike either, and I lied for quite a while because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I learned when I was about thirty, so not wow. that long ago. Yeah. Stop so, lying. Is it, is it, is it Penny Farthing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, that's, um, I see if I'd lied about it. What about if someone had said, um, you know, I mean, it happened to me once. Yeah. I went, I, I was, I was filming in Northern Ireland and they said, we thought it'd be good if we have <gasps> filming of you arriving on a push bike. And I said, well, I, I'm sorry, I can't ride a bike. And, and they, they said, ha, ha. and I, I, you know, I couldn't. No, I used to have to just pretend I'd hurt my ankle or I had a tummy ache or something all the time. Or I'd cry <laughs> and pretend I was upset about something. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. I must admit, when I, was a, when I was at school, about 14, I used, I used to pretend I had a, an 11-year-old sister called Trish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Uh, Disco 2000 by Pulp. I just, I feel wrong playing that. Let's all meet up in the year 2000. It's yeah. like wearing, you know, you know when people wear Christmas socks, not at Christmas. <laughs> you think it's gone now. <laughs> so anyway, th- that was that. Frank, we've had some texts in. We've had one in about uh, some more Camilla potential advice. Oh yeah, this is in case you just joined us. Um, people overheard Camilla and Kate Middleton at lunch and, and uh, Camilla said, let me give you a piece of advice and then they couldn't hear what happened after our our listeners are speculating yeah and uh, we've had Jeff on the M6 who says uh, I hope Jeff that uh, pulled over in order to send this text so do I do it while he was he's called Jeff he will have pulled over yeah he would have done it in a a very safe way Jeff says he might be the other bloke in the white van he might not be the driver oh that's true okay he says I reckon Camilla handed Kate a small metal bar and said let me give you a piece of advice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Loving the buns. Yeah. We've had, um, we've had an interesting um, text message. Um, it says, hi. Slightly sinister. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's like the opening of um, <laughs> Vincent Price's House of Horror. <laughs> it says, hi, my name is Rick Bartlett. I'm the cycle instructor who's making, meeting Frank tomorrow. <gasps> oh, he's listening. Oh. And that, that's all. That's it? <laughs> that's it. Okay. Just, um, what am I... I, I thought it was going to say I'm, <laughs> I'm being held hostage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you send £10,000 to the Motorists Liberation Fund? <laughs> well, it's good to hear from you. I look yeah. forward to meeting you tomorrow mm. at the Bullrush Gates. Don't be there at three. I'm looking forward to well, it. Everyone's going to turn up now. Well, like, how many people know where the Bullrush Gates are? Oh yeah, that's true. Four. Frank, I think is the answer. To you that. were talking. You were talking about sort of lying or exaggerating in, t- in terms of because I was talking about cycling and how I, I lied. Wasn't. Yeah, you were because you said definitely wasn't. Frank, <laughs> you then said you admitted that you'd pretended you had a was it a sister called an eleven-year-old sister called Trish? Yeah, when I was about fourteen. I don't know. Why I did that, I just felt like... Because well, I was the baby in the family and my, my elders had all married off. I felt like some weirdo-only child and I didn't want to be like that. The terrible thing was... I, it was like... I, I'd been at school for a few years and never mentioned this. And uh, I just suddenly brought her up. And the terrible thing was, Trish, the reason I said, Oh, you're my sister, um, Trish... <laughs> 
The reason I said that is because one of my mates, his sister was called Trish. So I just, I just took that name. I just couldn't even come up with an original. Couldn't even make up a name for you know, her. In fil- you know, in films where they they sign into a hotel and they say uh, a, a name and they go Mister um, um, Hotel and you just think <laughs> you think oh you'd be able to think of one immediately. When it turns out to it, when it comes to lying, it's not as easy as it. How long as it did might you say. keep the lie out for? Oh, I don't know. It was uh, the fact is people, you know. Maybe I wasn't 14, maybe I was about 12. But anyway, um, people oh, came around my house, you know, I have to say she was out. Oh, and then there was terrible. the whole long coma story. <laughs> and in the end, of course, we had to, uh, we had to bid her a fun farewell. <laughs> I once lied at school in quite an odd way. It was my birthday and um, I'd got a harmonica for my birthday. I was quite mm. young in primary school and the teacher in the lesson asked me if I could play anything. I brought it in. She said, can you play anything? And I said, no, no. And then an assembly... That was a lie. In fact, you were like a sort of Larry Adler. No, that was was the truth. Oh, that was the truth. And then in assembly, um, if it was your birthday, you got to blow out a candle the colour of your class. And the headmaster... What do you mean? The colour of your class? Yeah. That's disgusting. I was in the green. That is disgusting. I'm glad they got rid of apartheid. It was a sickening (laughs) system that dehumanised people. No, I was in the green class. Oh, like I see. Different classes had colours. Oh, I see. Right. So the green candle came out. Yeah. One and, candle. Uh, oh, you're spoiling us. <laughs> and the um, and the headmaster Chief said, school. "Oh, what did you get for your birthday?" I said, "Look, this harmonica." And he said, "Oh, can you play anything?" <gasps> and I looked out over the crowd. <laughs> and I said, "Yes, I can." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. And I said, "I can play Happy Birthday." <laughs> Could you? <laughs> no. Isn't this how you got that show in Edinburgh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, um, and you said you could play Happy yeah. Birthday. And so he goes, go on then. So, I mean, I don't know what I did. <laughs> that I don't have any memory of that. But I can just remember when I got back to the what classroom. What do you mean you can't remember what you did? That's the whole crux <laughs> of the anecdote. No, but I can just remember when I got back did to the class. Did you play anything? Yeah, I played something. I had a go at Happy Birthday. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. Can you imagine how awful it was? And I can just remember getting back to the classroom and the teacher giving me a strange look and saying, I thought you said you couldn't play anything. <laughs> but to be honest, I was at the Chris Eubank, Nigel Ben fight at Old Trafford, and um, I remember Nigel Kennedy did the national anthem. I, I think that was a similar experience. Can you play that violin? Uh, yeah, I can, Maestro. I'll play the national anthem. Um, it was I a, once it told a very pointless life. There was our neighbour, and she said, we were in Australia, and she went, do you grow plants or flowers? And I said, and I wanted her to like me, and I didn't, <laughs> as if I'd grow plants or flowers. And I went, yes. She went, what do you grow, dear? And I went, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say potatoes? And she went, don't lie. That's a lie. I said, it's not. I do grow potatoes. Oh, no. She pulled you up on yes. it. That's the worst thing. What? See, what you could have done, you could have just blowed out the green candle through the harmonica. <laughs> yeah, it would have settled with that. That, that would have done. I once, uh, because I went to bed slightly later than my nephew, I used to tell him that there was a, an old Batman serial on telly late <laughs> at night. And when we met, I used to tell him it was on on a Saturday. And when I saw him at school, not my nephew, my cousin, yeah. when I saw him on Mondays at school, I used to tell him what had happened, the whole story. <laughs> I, I had cliffhangers and, and, you know, it was the whole thing made up. Ridiculous. Mark Steele is, is in um, after this lot. That's M5 by the four. Mark Steele has joined us in the studio. Good morning, Mark. Hello, Frank. It's and always great to see you. 
I always think proper comic when you come in. Do you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a great compliment. Well, yeah, I think I think that's proper comic, it's, twisted, it's, sick, no, ego. I don't think that. I don't <laughs> think that about comics. I, I read a quote from you actually, where you said I wasn't going to bring this up early. You have to understand that being a stand-up is basically a mental illness. I agree have, with that. Yeah, he yeah. would have an ego so distorted <laughs> that he would be impelled to do such a stupid thing. Yeah. Uh, do you really believe that? Oh, yeah, comics are quite peculiar people, aren't they? I think some of the nicest people I've ever met yeah, have been yeah, comics. Yeah, no, the fun, funniest people, I think. But I think, uh, but comics usually are thinking, oh, what's the joke here, even in the most... You know, I always think if a, if a comic was in a plane crash, as it was hurtling towards the <laughs> ground, you'd be thinking, oh, I wonder what exactly the right joke would be to tell at the moment. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> I was on a plane once, um, this was just after Three Lions, so I was sort of in my pomp... And I was on with um, with Tom Stoppard was sitting two seats ahead of me. That the the, uh, the playwright. I hadn't, I was too frightened to say hello, but um, at, w- there was a moment when I don't know if we hit something or whatever. There's a horrible bang on the plane, and everyone was you know. <gasps> and I said to him after, I said, I bet you were worried about the billing. If we went down, <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, even if we'd have gone down, I'd have had to have got to Tom Stoppard, even if he was praying in the aisle and got that gagging <laughs> before we hit the ocean. Anyway, speaking of, what did he say? Did he go? No, I was thinking. Oh my God, my family! And I think he went. Hmm. Oh, right. Far remember right, right. a long pause. Yeah, I don't. You probably didn't know. It. It, the suggestion that I might have been a bigger headline than him probably appalled him. <laughs> so, um, well, you'd have been in. Um, it depends what papers. I mean, the, the Mirror yeah. would have been you, and yeah. you know, like <laughs> the Telegraph would have been more Tom Stoppard. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared to accept that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's a theory. Let's put it that way. So you're on the road, Mark. <clears throat> yes, it seems so. Yeah. Well, I've done a mad thing, really. Which is that... Um, if this is going to be criminal, can you not tell us on <laughs> here? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's legal in so, okay. some countries. Um, uh, well, I did a radio series called Mark Stills in Town. Which you spoke about last time you were on the show, actually. Oh, right, did I write? Um, and so this is a sort of live-ish sort of version of, of that. So that means that for each town that I go to, I have to try and... Um, sort of write about 20 minutes of stuff within the show about that town so I've set yourself a bit of a yeah it's nuts isn't it I think most comics when they go on stage say if you're playing um, Aldershot Mm. you'll go on stage and do four or five jokes about about the the army army or whatever but 20 minutes yeah well I have to sort of um, uh, some places are easier than others I was in Colchester last night and that's got stuff I've read a couple of books about it and stuff and it's got a brilliant sort of well, it's got a great history of sort of Boudicca burning the place down, all this sort of thing, and the Civil War, Humpty Dumpty. Boudicca, was, was, that the, uh, was that the mad bloke in To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. When did, when did Boudicca I become don't know, but she's like, I said she's like a rapper, she's like you know, uh, Boudicca, <laughs> a.k.e. Boudicca. Yeah. <laughs> Come to burn down your... Yeah, but, um, when did, it's like Uranus, that moment when it became Uranus. Yeah, At least yeah. we can see some logic to that. People just yeah, got I sick think we know of that smirking. <laughs> on well, maybe Boudicca in, in some languages is, is really, really filthily rude. 
But well, it um, sounds fairly rude in English, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> Boo dicker. I've never heard, never heard the emphasis on but the dicker. So there's all that. Humpty Dumpty is from Colchester. What? Humpty what? Dumpty. He was a real person. No, Humpty Dumpty was a uh, was a, a gun, a royalist gun, and the uh, during the Civil War, Cromwell's people shot it down, and so people said, "Ha ha, Humpty Dumpty's out on the wall." You know, well, you, I'm not going to recite the rhyme because I'm sure you know it. But then it yeah, makes exactly. sense, except of course for the bit where the king's horses try to put the thing back together again, which you know, horses never been that good at reassembling no. broken guns. Uh, but that's but that's about that, that's about that. And apparently, Twinkle Twinkle, Little Star was written there as well. In in Colchester. Yeah. So I said, oh, I said, oh, the original. I can't go myself. I have to miss out a word, but. I, I said, oh, the original probably went, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, a squaddist nicked me bloody car. And they quite like that. Hold on, can you say bloody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. That is apparently yeah. not. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and also, um, the home of the Z-Donk. Yeah. God, yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. How do you know that? I've touched the Z-Donk. I went to Colchester oh, Zoo God. and it was there. And I actually reached... Have I not talked about I this I don't know before? what that is. Sorry, guys. God, no, is this, is, no, this is marvellous because <laughs> I've mentioned Might the Z-Donk. Maybe not for the listeners, but for us. Because <laughs> I've got... Well, I'll, I'll come back to this, but... Uh, the marvellous thing of Twitter... Mm. Oh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with the world of Twitter. I've heard of it. I don't do it myself. He won't do it, Mark. He's right. Good, yeah. Well, here's I one thing we're inclined it, to pry. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, on the first show I was doing, I thought I'll, what I'll do is each show that I'm going to do, I'll mention on Twitter that I'm going there. Has anyone got anything interesting to say about it? And the first one was in Huddersfield, and so um, a few people said, "Oh, uh, there was a big Luddite battle. This was the major battle in in Huddersfield. Was uh, the Luddite battle was up there?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, I've read a bit about that." And so there was a little bit of that going backwards and forwards on the Twitter. And then someone on Twitter wrote, Go on, Mark, you slag them Luddites off as much as you like, mate. It's not like they'll be following you on here, is it? Uh, that is a good joke. <laughs> that is a good joke, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so I put that on Colchester, and quite a few people said it was the home of the Z-Donk, where a zebra mated with a donkey, the produce oh, yeah. being uh, this Z-Donk, which I didn't really believe. And they were all shouting out, it's true, you know, last night. Yeah. They were really I going, it's true. Right. And so I sort of had to go for it. So this Z-Donk thing, the stripes, if you touch them, did they sort of come off in your hand? Was there a lot of felt-tip <laughs> right. pen tops nearby? when you? And then they started getting quite cross. So where most of the second half ended up being an argument about Well, the donkey the, part of it started getting quite cross. <laughs> yes, yeah. I am... Um, I touched the Z-Donk. It came up to the fence when I went there. I, I'm often, um, for some reason, I attract hybrids. And uh, I was knocked over by um, a Vox. Anyway, so um, I couldn't think of a hybrid car there. That's the trouble as you get older. You can't, it's hard to be impromptu. So um, I touched, I reached out and touched it on the, on the is, is it a snout on a, on a Z-Donk? <laughs> That's a good question. That's this week's phoning. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, it, it snarled sort of really quite aggressively. Well, neither a zebra nor a donkey would snarl. No, but so you see... Yeah. yeah, but once they're forced well, into the Well, it doesn't know who it is, it might have just thing. It's probably it. gone to see the sort of animal shrink every week. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I just it, don't it, know where it, I fit it, in. Uh, it, it definitely exists. Frank Skinner. Radio. 
One day like this, Alba, we're with Mark Steele, who is currently on tour. Everywhere Mark plays, he does 20 minutes of material oh, right. about <laughs> that specific town. Yeah, it is a bit Incredible. mad. I mean, sometimes if you get a, a book that's got so like I was in Exeter, and I bought this book called um, A Child's History of Exeter. And there was a, a bit in it, straight away I thought, oh, well, that, that's handy. Because apparently Exeter was invaded three consecutive years in the 10th century by the Danes. And in the book it said, and on the third year the people of Exeter said, oh, not the Danes again, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, there we are, that's fine. <laughs> there, is, you, there is always, there's always uh, uh, something. Also, like in Penzance, people were telling me about the, the town up the road, St Ives. And they said, oh, it's, it's posh up there. I don't like it up there. So I asked the audience, is, is that right? You think St Ives is posh? And this woman shouted, yes, it is posh. They've got their own dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's posh. <laughs> yeah, that's quite posh. <laughs> so you're in Newbury tonight, if anyone... Uh, I'm in Newbury tonight, and I'm a bit stuck. This is the point of the tour where I've sort of... Um, I've, I've, it's not an easy one, oh, Newbury. It's a Newbury block. Bar- Barkshire, yeah. No, I know Vodafone's there, and they, of course they don't Horse pay racing. There's horse racing, and I know that's a cool a, twenty minutes. River, yeah, <laughs> I could, yeah, I could just do. What I could do is just reenact the commentary of the three thirty <laughs> <laughs> on a mobile phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go, sorted. <laughs> Phew, um, that was a close then, one. Um, uh, uh, oh yeah, then what else we got? That's about it. Yeah, I know there's a river and a canal and a very small museum. I'm the, that's about me lot, but I'll have to try and think of it. Um, it's so funny, I did sort of, I did put on Twitter, there's anybody know anything about Newbury, as I'm from Newbury, and uh, uh, sadly the first three people from Newbury all said there's a bypass, which is, that's not chirpy, is it, that the first, yeah. three, first thing that everyone thinks of is the way to avoid the town. Maybe you could write some general, sort of uh, generic bypass material and use that. <laughs> and use that for everywhere that's got a yeah, bypass. exactly. You could do it, couldn't you, generic stuff? You could do stuff about... Maybe, um, you could maybe cheat it, but it, it's sort of... No, I know you're a purist, uh, I realise yeah, that. Um, uh, yeah, no, Birmingham, I was sort of... Um, I was up there the other night, and that was... That was quite a fun one because the audience started shouting things out about. Oh, they um, do that up there. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> but it's, it was. Uh um, about King Kong, someone said about. about oh yeah, King Kong. Yeah, and I didn't know about this. <laughs> What's and I that? Said, um, yeah, and I, I said King Kong, and a couple of people. Yeah, what about King Kong, Mark? And I said, well, and, uh, King Kong wasn't set in Birmingham, so I start doing a whole thing. I think you've been misinformed. You know, it wasn't. Put me down, you great horrible ape, and all that. And uh, I have heard up. that shouted many a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't yeah, the excuse. No. Um, it wasn't me. It was King Kong. Dear. Um, yeah, sort of. It wasn't climbing up the BT Tower and all that. But then I felt an idiot at the end because I, I was I was the one in the wrong. There was a King Kong. Wasn't yeah, there? it was an enormous um, fiberglass King Kong that mm. stood in Digbeth. I think it was a it was a car warehouse or something that was called King Kong, and that's why they had this massive thing built. I mean, this was obviously before the recession when people would build a giant fiberglass <laughs> King Kong. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those that. Um, it kind of, I imagine, it was up about a year and a half, and then they sold it. I don't know who I bought think someone, that. Someone um, took the head off or something, and it's gone missing. So oh. they told me. I hope it's not still there, just <laughs> just, just gathering <laughs> rain. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, there's a shop in Birmingham. Um, I don't know if it's still there, but it's uh, called Fonz Leathers. <laughs> that was oh, that, that was great. a great idea, wasn't it? When Happy Days was on. <laughs> 
And now, maybe not quite My so favourite shop on all these, in Boston, in Lincolnshire, and I was sort of reading about it before I went, and there was lots of people sort of saying, oh, well, Boston, Lincolnshire, that's the chav town of the whole of that area, the Lincolnshire area, and people very, very rude, and I'm not I'm not big on sort of the word chav anyway, but it was all, all that sort of thing, and I thought, oh, I'm going to try and defend Boston from that. And I got there, and in the middle of the high street, there's a big electrical goods shop, and it's called It Must Be Stolen. <laughs> 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 the name of it, and there's a picture of a little burglar with a little bag. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> oh, that, that's brilliant. Uh, car radios with the back all roughly ripped up. Car radios? Do they still exist? This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So um, I'm with Mark Steele, and he is on the road and you so well, the good thing though about being a stand-up is you get to go to places you wouldn't normally go um, yeah yeah definitely well I think with this um, with this show with, on the radio show I did Orkney which are you know, you wouldn't go there and no. that's the thing no people is, is there a kind of a tourist thing in Orkney well there people? is uh, well the serious thing is that the top half of Scotland is empty pretty much as we know and that's because of all the Highland clearances so everyone was clear but they never got to Orkney so there's still a lot more there although it's or there's a sort of town there it's only tiny but still it's, people waiting there for the clearances yeah. <laughs> packed stuff yeah, in tea chests behind the clearances <laughs> they, were the, they were the 18th century originally the 14th they were ruled by Norwegians and at, at one point the Norwegian that ruled them was called Torfin the Skull Splitter right and I got a book called Who Was Who in Orkney and I thought I must look up Torfin the Skull Splitter I swear honestly this is exactly what it says Little is known about Torfin the Skull Splitter, but from his name it's believed he may have been violent. Or <laughs> 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 just really like to share. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's, um, he's a brilliant place, and they've not got enough... Oh, hang on, I've got a cough coming on here. <clears throat> just talk about the radio? What can you, do? you can cough, but <clears throat> don't cough right into the microphone. You'll bring the whole system down. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> it might spread to radio oh, no, too. I don't like. I don't like the frog in the throat. <laughs> sound. Oh, I don't like the Mark steel underwater element of it. A bottle of water. Oh, now the water bit is scrunching the water. He did it. Can I can just say be? you did it like the world's strongest man? I didn't know you had some strength. <laughs> That's glass. That's a glass <laughs> bottle, and I've just scrunched it. <laughs> Brilliant. Man of steel. I like steel. Oh, yeah. yeah, steel the bottle splitter, <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Little is known of the, in the twenty fourth century. <laughs> From his radio broadcast, it's believed he may, may have been eighty four stone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in Orkney, uh, this is sort of almost competes with it. Must be stolen in. They Boston. say that about radio. It puts eighty four stone on you. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's not enough people really, or to justify sort of lots of individual shops that's selling specific things, so they double up. So there was a, a, a tiny, Kirkwood's the capital of Orkney, and it's tiny. And there's one little high street that's probably about 200 yards long. And there was a, a shop there that I've walked past many times over the course of the time I was there, and it sold, it was full of prams and baby equipment, a sort of little Orkney mother care thing. And then I'd noticed over the door, it said, this uh, premises is licensed to sell intoxicating liquor. <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> and I walked in, and if you go past all the prams, there's a massive off-licence. <laughs> it's like something out of the 1920s Chicago. Just a... Ma I mean, massive. And just like those shops in Scotland that'll have, like, 300 different types of whisky. 
And I said, are you a pram and whiskey shop? Pram and whiskey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Just marvellous place. I suppose the theory is anyone who goes to a whiskey shop often enough will need a pram. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If only to get home. It's fabulous. It's full of that. Brilliant. It was such a good uh, atmosphere there. And you got, Have you ever played in Orkney? No, I've never oh, been. Oh, I mean, how, how many people roughly live there? Uh, I think about, well, about 5,000 live in the capital and then probably about another 5,000 over the rest of Orkney, which is big, you know, because it can be like... Um, it take two hours to get, you know, on a boat or something. To on, the a other, uh, uh, on a pram. On a pram. So, but loads of them came. You'll get sort of 500 people or, you know, 10% of the population will easily come out. And they love it. And I, I said at the start of the show, this is the easiest place to get a standing ovation because regardless of how rubbish the show is, they're just amazed you got there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I always worry about that when comics say talk about some out-of-the-way places. So the thing is, the audience, they're really grateful. I always think, <laughs> I don't want to be de- <laughs> them just to be grateful for me turning up. That's a bad They've thing. They've got this, uh, uh, this when, when you get there, people will say, instead of saying, oh, did you enjoy the trip or something like that, they'll say, or so you made it to the island then. And... Uh, and that's how they greet you, as if there's a reasonable chance you won't Some have made people it don't. There. Yeah, yeah. God, there must be loads of dead comics <laughs> swilling around. In the North Sea. That's what happened to Michael Barrymore, I bet. Sitting for ages. So, um, Mark, so if anyone wants to go and see you, which obviously, not if, but there will be people listening to this thing, I want to go and see Mark Steele, they should go to marksteelinfo.com. Uh, yeah, and how, like, how, yes. how long are you on tour for? I've got about uh, till about the end of March, or first week in April. And oh, we'll so get in there now. Thirty then. dates left. Shall I read some of our? I've, I'm never very good at this thing. Are you any good at this sort of thing? Uh, Please just, come and see my funny show. You're around. They'll just they'll just look you off. I thought you were going to start reading the data. <laughs> yeah, Don't read yeah, the Well, data. Newbury tonight, Swindon <laughs> tomorrow, and then a lot of other places. Swindon, you'll be all right with the uh, the magic roundabout. Exactly. Material. Yes, yes. I look forward to that. It's yeah. always it's good to see you with a Disney park in. France, Swindon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty Not good. Not even twinned with a proper place. Anyway, don't you don't use up don't use up your stuff now. <laughs> so look, it's um, it's always great to see you, Mark. Go and see Mark. As I say, he's a proper comic. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Uh, neon trees, animal. Hmm. Not necessarily in that order. Can I be absolutely honest? I, I, I'm not totally sure what's the title of the song and what's the title of the band. <laughs> but, I mean, some people would have bluffed their way through it. Not Frank. No, not Frank. So, um, it, well, it's the final link. We, we come to near the end. I, I, perhaps we could end with the National Anthem. That's what they used to do in the old days. Wow, yeah. We'd get it right, though, unlike some. Oh, Lord, Lord. I didn't even see the Christina Aguilera um, National Anthem. Did you not see it? Oh, it was brilliant. Don't you hate the way they always do a soul voice whenever they do? (laughs) She always does that. I thought, yeah, shut up. We don't do that with God Save the Queen. No. I sing it very, I sing it like a chorister at St Paul's or something. I get very high. Do you? Yeah. Give us, okay. a, give us a, an example. God save our grace. <laughs> God, you are like a chorister at St Paul. How do you do it, Frank? How do you do your national anthem? Well, I give, I give it some. Do you? Football Actually, do you know what Emma told me? Our producer mentioned that when you were over in South Africa, you, you gave it some. I told her <laughs> no, to no, keep no. that under her hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I think I'm compensating for... Um, I went to see... Um, a lot of you will be able to identify with this. Uh, in the 70s, I went to, not to Coventry Belgrave Theatre to see Danny LaRue. Mm. And um, 
I was with our Keith and some of his friends, and at the time they were quite anarchic. They were sort of a bit mods-ish. Mm. Right. And when they played the national anthem, they didn't sit down. They didn't stand up, rather. <gasps> wow. and, oh. and people were standing. You could hear the... Absolute outrage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Dorn was there. Did I not mention that? And, uh, and anyway, um, I didn't know whether... My mum had stood up, obviously, yeah. but... I didn't know whether to be with the parents or whether to, um, you know, be with my brother. Where did you go, Frank? So I, I sort of was halfway on the seat and half. Oh. I did. I let the seat go up and I sat on the top of the seat. <laughs> so bit, I was almost standing. You went a bit yeah. clegg, is what I call it. Yeah, that. like I was sitting in one of those misery cord seats that they have in <laughs> churches, you know. Google it. And, um, and I think I've always felt guilty about the fact I didn't stand for the national anthem at Danny LaRue at the Belgrade Theatre in the 1970s. So ever since then, I sing like there's no you tomorrow. You yeah. don't do the round of applause at the end. Oh, I hate it at sporting events. And men go, God save the Queen. Why do they clap? I, I don't know why it. they do that. They do that with a minute silence. That's why you can have a very <laughs> solemn minute silence. <laughs> at the end, everybody goes, Come on! Come on! You think, oh, God, we've just had a minute silence. I have a bit of a link into Give me a ramp. <laughs> Give me an emotional ramp to take me from silence to going, Come <laughs> Anyway. Um, ben Jones is here, Frank. Ben Jones is next. So He's I'm going, just going to wait. To the I've Baftas, got, I've Frank, got, and so I've is got, he. Yeah, well, I'm not going to the Baftas. Okay. So what about it? I'm okay. going to. You're going to the Baftas. I'm going to learn how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> Next week, our guest is Jason Byrne. Uh, did I say that as if I was reading it from a piece of paper? <laughs> yes, I wonder what that was. <laughs> and you can listen to Not the Weekend podcast, which is available on Wednesday, which is completely different from this show. And aren't you glad to hear that? <laughs> I say, aren't you glad to hear that? I've got to go to West Brom. I want to go to West Bromwich, West. Ham, but it's a crucial relegation game, and then I've oh. got to go on the pitch half time. We could be 3 0 down, it could be one of the most desolate, terrible places on earth, and I've got to talk about crisps at half time. Wow. I deserve to be lynched. That's what I say. Don't put ideas in their minds. No, you're probably right. It could happen in Egypt. Well, that's good, though, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think he said on telly, I deserve to be lynched? <laughs> yeah, they're just messing about. Yeah. Oh, poor old Mubarak. Um, anyway, yes, I bet there's a lot of students thinking, uh, oh, God, they've changed the whole country. We, we did nothing. Yeah. That's the trouble with just coming down for a short period. You've got, you've got to camp out there. They made Camilla duck in the car. Yeah, that's it, though. <laughs> It's it's the free day return is what's ruined revolution <laughs> in this country. People that will get back after come down for a couple of hours. Not we can't get Ben Jones is banging on the wall here. Well, he always is. I oh, know. We should let him out. <laughs> anyway, um, it's thank you for listening, and I love you all. And when I, next time I speak to you, I'll be able to ride a bike, possibly. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Working towards a mintier world with Tree Boss Soft Mints. Absolute.